Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana and Nani. Guess what, baby? I'm a little bit sick. Has this happened at your work workplace? Everyone's kind of got a runny nose. They shouldn't be in the office. That's my general rule. If you start sniffling, get out of there. I feel like you everyone's shouldn't even be going... coming in. So I was in a meeting yeah. and one of the, and it was just we're in that room all day. Yeah. And one of the people was like, sorry, I feel a bit under the weather. But they didn't say in what way. I don't So get... I didn't know if it was like belly ache headache or whatever the fact that you are actually announcing that you're under the weather means that you should not have come in anyway any weather come rain or shine actually come rain snow sleet you shouldn't be here that was weeks ago by the way so i kind of got it from there this weekend i wake up one nose blocked no one nostril is blocked i said i hope this fixes itself <laughs> it did not fix itself Monday morning I wake up, I feel like garbage. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh no. So I'm taking all these cold, I get up in the first thing I do, go to the chemist, yeah. buy Sudafed. Sudafed, sponsor us. I swear by that company. I've never not taken a Sudafed medicine and been killed within days. I'm glad No other medicine work for me. That is a sponsorship in this song. 100%. <laughs> I went there, I said, give me all the Sudafed pills you have. They said, what about this one? I said, I'll take it. 100% survival guarantee. <laughs> took three pills on the Monday. Tuesday took two. Yesterday took two. Today took one. You look well. I, I wouldn't have known that you were... I feel well. a little... Like, oh, Tuesday, I went into... Monday, I, I was like, I can't come in. I'm so sorry, I can't yeah. come in today. Tuesday I went into the office, I felt, I was a bit worried. I thought, I'm going to be wiping my nose all day, everyone's going to yeah. be sick. Get into the office, office assistant, also wiping no, his little I nose. No, I just, I'm so wiping sorry. Wiping his little nose. This is what happened pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, I remember the, the winter of 2019, there was like this wave of people just getting sick. Cold, flu, I was part of that as well. And we all came in because this was pre-COVID. Everyone was like, you know what? We have to be dedicated to our work. You have to work to the bitter end. Yeah, and work yourself and, to the bone. Exactly, and work yourself to that bone. But post-COVID, it was like people were begging you, do not come in. Yeah. So why are we two years later? I took the COVID test. But either way, you're not well. But don't you think it's also crazy that we're all just getting like colds, little sniffles? No COVID yet. They're just not Where like, is the COVID? The news is just not talking about it because they're too busy with prime ministers like, going through going through the washing machine like Literally. a revolving door. Going um, through the washing machine like a revolving door. You Oh my god. You know you why because the book of sayings like just you <laughs> mashing up every single saying. Every idiom in the English language, you <gasps> Shishan will find a way to like accidentally thread together and now it doesn't make any sense. No, but it kind of does. It does. Like, you know what she means, but also it I doesn't mean, make sense. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> Parliament is washing through these prime ministers. It's going through these these prime ministers like knickers. Exactly. But also. Put one on one day, <laughs> chuck it out the next. But also, prime ministers are changing like a revolving door. Anyway. What's the pop culture news. The pop culture, <laughs> let's just get on to pop it's culture sure, news. I'm feeling. To be, to be honest, today I feel. Okay, I yeah. will not take another pill, I think. Um, but my throat was hurting this morning. Look, if you tell me you got COVID, I'm traveling soon. I don't have COVID, I swear. I actually checked because I was like, I have COVID. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm suing someone. No, I don't know who. I know. Actually, when you, when you have COVID, you know, like you feel it. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely, yeah, it definitely didn't feel like COVID yeah. to me. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
Oh, when I had COVID, honey, I thought I was going to die. I just felt tired. I, I felt like, not just, not tired just for, for the sake of like, oh, I haven't slept a, a lot. I felt like exhausted. I felt like I was pushing my body to walk. My, and that's happened twice and like, I had COVID twice. I, I had, I remember I had a fever I didn't realise. So I just thought I was hot. Yeah. I was like, what a horrible night's sleep I've had. I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah. And then my muscles hurt so much. Uh, okay. And I was like, I don't even, I, I, I can't move. Yeah. So the next day, I, like, I remember, that was a Sunday. On the Monday, I took another test. And it was like, you have COVID. And I messaged work. I was like, I've got COVID, but I'll be working from home. And as soon as I sent that message, my entire body was like, go it's to sleep, yeah. you flipping yeah. idiot. Yeah. And I did not do any work that week. No. The whole week? I didn't do any work that week. I... That was one day. I feel like by Thursday, I was starting to feel better. Okay. But was still testing positive. I just had to sit at home. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, when you start getting better, it's frustrating because you just see that faint line and you're like, bruh, I'm, I'm well. I know, I'm, it's not one of those things that I'm well in Jesus' name. I'm well. I feel it in my bones. And you don't want to be a dick because you're like, does, if I'm testing positive, does that mean I'm, I'm still contagious? In which case, I can't go shop. Yeah. I feel bad about ordering delivery. <laughs> I feel bad about going, I can't go, to, I can't go see my sister. You know, I'm stuck yeah, in here and I don't like that. No. I didn't like that. No. Lockdown was tough, but for me, lockdown, I was out and about living my life. Oh, were you? No, well, I wasn't. I was, I was in a bubble with my sister and my nan, so I could okay. go to their house, which meant yeah. I could go outside and walk. That's, yeah. So I'm in, lockdown only felt weird to me when I'd walk back from their house yeah. and the streets were empty. Yeah. Oh, I, there was one time I was, I walked into Central London to pick up something and yeah, it was, Oxford Street was dead. No buses empty, running. No buses. All the shops boarded up because they all lost business. And it was like a ghost town. Literally, yeah, you could have actually seen it was. a... It was like a ghost town. It was like a zombie movie. Yeah, you could have physically seen like a tumbleweed like jump off and bounce across the street. That's how it felt. You think that tumbleweeds jump? jump. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, they do. They jump as they bounce. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we've given you guys a recap on COVID, if you didn't know about it, it happened two years ago. Um, for about two years and it's still going for some it will never be done <sighs> jesus it will never be done and you i have think... to pray for the those that are suffering from long covid do you ever so... think like do you ever find yourself being like do you remember when we were just in lockdown for a year yeah i know it doesn't feel it feels real. like ages it ago does. but literally and it happened like it happened to another like not me another mommy yeah who was just in the house being like what, what do, do we do anymore. I think it just forced us to like reflect and review and like find ways to connect. We connected more. Oh yeah, we did. We had some lovely quizzes. Yeah, our our girls, <laughs> quote unquote, girls group caught up more than we did in person. We and we, we got real. Decades, we did. Sometimes we got very, very real. real. Actually, more real than we would have ever it, got. Yeah, I mean, I learned more things. Than we learned. <laughs> That will be from a completely yeah. other Yeah, we'll never episode. unlearn them. No, we won't. They'll just be facts now that we know about each other. Yeah. and like In the dead of night, you'll wake up in a cold sweat and you're like, oh yeah, I can't believe X did that. <laughs> anyway, good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and you know, sometimes I'll just be by my business and remember it and be like, hmm. yeah, yeah. Every now and again, we bring that conversation. Those those multiple conversations yeah. happen and just like, rah. So shall we go on to pop culture news? <laughs> I think we should. Da 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 da. I do this every single time. Every time I hear the stinger, I'm like. Sometimes I wish you play it a bit longer. The stinger. I can. I will. Yeah, but. I'm like getting into that the groove. That being said, 
and then cut it off. It's a podcast. This is not an album. People go on Spotify to listen to podcasts. Not but they also go to Spotify to listen to songs. Yeah, so why can't we merge the two? <laughs> because it'll become I'm half podcast, half songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you need song every, every episode? If we had the opportunity to clear music, then yeah, we just us go talking about our favourite albums and favourite songs. Yeah. Anyway. Completely different podcast. <laughs> Sorry to lower the tone, because there's been quite a lot of things going on in pop culture this week that... Some it's, very sad it's things. It's really sad news. So um, let's just get straight into the sad yeah, news. Yeah, let's just do it. Um, firstly, we want to send our condolences to Davido and his wife, who lost their child um, this week in Nigeria. Over yeah, the, um, and it's, uh, they're at the fam- in their, so they've got a pool at their home. Yeah. And he must have fallen in a pool yeah. and drowned. Yeah. So yeah, we just want to send our condolences to the family. It's a really sad story, and um, yeah, and those then, damn pools. No, and then to add to it, we also want to send the condolences to Takeoff's family. Takeoff is one third of the group Migos, which also featured Offset, Offset and, and Quavo. Yeah. So yeah, Quavo is Takeoff's uncle and offset is quavo's cousin yeah so they're all related and they formed the group the migos and unfortunately take off off, um, passed away away at the age of 28 he was murdered basically yeah he was shot he was shot in the head um all the neck i I, basically there was a video that was going around i couldn't watch i didn't watch it i I wouldn't watch watch that i just don't Um, i just feel like that's so disrespectful to post someone's passing um, um dead body on the on the ground he was shot at a private party where they were playing dice yeah i so i've seen people tweeting about how like it wasn't a dice thing it was something else but the story the sort of widely circulated story was that there was a disagreement over a game of dice Mm. and he was shot as a result which i mean there's i guess a wider discussion about the fact that like so many american rappers are killed mm. like that's that's how they pass away yeah. and that like that is almost a phenomenon like what is it about this group of like entertainers that puts them in harm's way yeah. or or makes people feel like oh this is a person i could just shoot shoot yeah. not to say that like anyone deserves to be shot and some people don't deserve yeah. to be shot like that not at all but like it's just absolutely wild that Guns are brought into the conversation. Yeah, I guess that's you know the problem with America in general. In general but yeah. I really love Migos, and yeah. um, weirdly, it was BBC News who broke this news to me. Really, I got so I I subscribed to BBC News's updates. Yeah, I got an update, and it said Tegor, who is a third of of Migos, is dead. And I said, huh? Yeah, also because BBC is a publication. Not saying that they they can't break news about hip hop, but. You think that they'd be too busy talking about this trust and Rishi Sunak and all the. I was like, for once, news that actually refer that I'm actually concerned <laughs> about. Yeah. You send me news all the time. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to yeah. do with this information. But this, I was like, I don't know. It made me really upset because one, this, these are artists that I listen to. Yeah. Um, and it's always weird when you think about a musician and they've passed and you're listening to their music and it's like a sort of weird mind yeah. thing. It's it's hard to say and it's sad to say that a lot of rappers understand that that career can be short-lived because of this industry they're in so there's been a bit of two two interesting things i wanted to talk about 
the like take the way that social media reacts to deaths yeah. and um leslie jordan who is an actor yes yeah. died last week i think from a car crash and immediately my twitter and my tiktok were flooded with like just great videos like people being like oh i'll never forget this video from him and it was really nice to be like this person really like made their mark on 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 the internet you know and will probably continue to circulate for that reason and i thought it was really lovely as well that when i found out about takeoff's passing most of the tweets that i that i saw were like people being like this is my favorite like mm. verse from takeoff this is my favorite video of migos and takeoff is brilliant in this and like just getting to see like this person in in, in a positive light mm. so that was one side of the internet the other side of the internet which i think is really weird and i i, I think requires further investigation is people who go onto other people's pages to either be like, why are you not saying anything about Takeoff? Yeah. Or when someone is saying something, being like, you barely knew him. Yeah. So there was a rapper designer who went on Instagram Live and was basically like, I can't believe this shit. Like, mm. my friend is dead. And the comments were like, why would you come on the internet and do this? grieving your own time like this is embarrassing you're coming on the internet and crying and then on the other side they're going on Cardi B's Instagram they're going on Offset's Instagram being like why aren't you saying anything take off did you're not saying nothing as if these are people that one schedule tweets schedule Instagram posts probably two like two know this person for real I'm probably mourning in real life and don't need to come onto the internet and let us know that they're mourning they're literally processing it like I think Offset was at the party. So this is very much in real time for them. I just don't know where people get off saying to someone, tell me how you are grieving. Tell me how you're experiencing the death of your family. What are you talking about? It's got nothing to do with you. When they're ready to post, they will post. If they decide to never post, they decide to never post. It's got nothing nothing to do with with us. It's their prerogative, it's their family. You know, this is someone's life. In the same way that people chose to be like, I want to celebrate this person and like, I'm feeling sad today. I'm going to share my favorite video of them. You could have done that. Mm-hmm. Instead, you are going onto people's pages. Why have you not posted anything? Yeah. Why have you not posted it on old posts? I know. This is the life that we live in, in terms of social media, where, you know, before, if you think about the 90s or the 80s or even before then, celebrity culture was very detached. You saw your celebrities in the newspaper, you saw them in the magazine. And that was your only connection to them. And the social media happened. And, you know, celebrities went on social media because they wanted to connect with fans, because they wanted to build their their um, their leverage, their popularity. And then it allowed fans, quote-unquote fans, to feel entitled to be like, well, if you're posting about what you're eating in, in your house or doing a, a 40 questions on Vogue and, and show me the insides of your house, it means that I can be part of your life. It means that I can comment on what you do because I buy your music. I fund your lifestyle technically. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your biggest fan. I'm your friend. And I think that's what people think when they see celebrities. But if you get their normal people living, living their own lives in a very public way. But to me, it just feels like there's this entitlement of, of certain parts of the internet where they think that they're entitled to say things about other people's lives. And that is the problem with big news like this, where 
people can actually mourn because you have fans criticizing how you do things. It's just a world that we live in in terms of social media and even with things like TikTok, which I've only just started to get into and people are just, they will just tell you anything. They'll be telling you that they just got laid off work. They'll be recording all of every intimate moment of their lives because we are now in a place where we, we're fed by that. So it's just sad. It is. Honestly. And, and I do feel like the one thing about the internet you can count on is like someone will take the piss out of anything and it's really difficult when you're going through something real to refer to the internet because they will basically make you feel like everything's a joke all things are a joke there are jokes on there are like tiktoks i see that are just very morbidly funny but they are essentially making something that is very personal like always entertainment for everyone else and like i feel like i can laugh because i share in that joke specifically But there are people who don't share in that joke, who are laughing because, and it's like, oh, everything's funny. Death is funny. Life is funny. Birth is funny. We will make jokes about anything. And it's a really weird place because you'll see the most sincere tweets and you'll see the most fucking dark tweets. And you'll see people laughing at people. And it's just like, it can't, I would just say this. In this moment, this cannot be your reality. It never can be your reality. And this is a great reminder of how it can't be your reality because when, I found out about Davido's child and I was seeing people tweeting like, why didn't they have a fence up around the, as if you tweeting that's gonna be like, oh, do you know what? That solved it now, our child is alive again. Have a fucking heart sometimes. And you can say, well, why didn't they have a fence? Now's not the time for that conversation. It's not the time and it's also- You know that they're, they're going through every single scenario of what could have been. And then you have some idiot on the internet going, oh, let me just put my two cents. Keep yeah. your two cents. Me personally, that's that's you in it. Oh. That's you. This didn't happen to you. No. And you should be thankful it didn't happen to you because it's probably incredibly difficult. Yeah. And genuinely, my thoughts are with Davido, his wife, his family, mm. take off his family, mm. offset, Quavo, anyone who's ever met them because like to lose a friend that abruptly, yeah. It would be so painful, and yeah. to, to lose your friend in public, yeah. and to know that people are circulating videos of of his passing, Ugh. like that, that was on. the most messed up one. And Every day, people are showing you how they're there. There are nothing's off limits. Yeah. It's actually crazy. And I saw the news back to back. I was on Instagram. Yeah. I saw first Davido's news, then Takeoff's news, and they were just. Like, I saw wow. a tweet where it was like Davido's child had been taken to the hospital, and they're like, oh. they've not passed yet. Yeah. So let's just keep praying. Yeah. And and then I saw takeoffs, and then later on in the day they were like, Jesus, it's, it's, it's not looking good. So again, thoughts and prayers yeah. with those people, yeah. and let's hope we get some, I was gonna say some more cheering news, but yeah. to be honest, like death is a part of life. And like, we're always trying to like remove ourselves from that. Like, oh, it's, it's difficult to think about, we don't wanna yeah. think about, but it is a part of life. And rather than like constantly trying to rush to like, let's think about something positive. It's like, we actually need to become more comfortable with it. Mm. And I'm not saying it's, that means that you don't feel sad about it at all, you absolutely will. But it's to know, like, it's to be like, this is actually a part of this thing. Like the, the contract that we didn't realize we signed up when we yeah. became people was that at some point we won't be alive. And mm. um, if you don't, think about it that the fear of it will rule you yeah that is true
true. So that's my two cents on that matter. And and yeah. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah. We're going to continue our review of Love is Blind, s- series three. And we're going to keep being wild. <laughs> yes. Um, and now we're going to move on to our next couple. Matt and Colleen. Right, <sighs> where to start with Matt and Colleen? Yeah. First of all, let's start with Colleen. Girl's been around the block. Oh, God. I don't think anyone's ever been around the block like Colleen's been around the block on this show. Yeah. First person was Brennan. She's feeling Brennan. She's really feeling Brennan. Brennan turned around and said, I'm feeling Alexa. It's a wrap. <laughs> Colleen's crying. Yeah. Fair enough. She Bear did... in mind, these people have been in the post for a day. Yeah. She also Two re- max. She realised that he was the best guy. Yeah, that's probably yeah. why she's crying. Yeah. Okay, never matter. I'm going to start talking to Cole. Or she was already talking to Cole. She's like, Cole's my number one now. Yeah. Then they have that conversation as we referenced earlier where he was like, let's be real. And she was like, I want to be fake. And he said, I really want you to be real. And she said, personally, I just don't like to focus on like real stuff. Yeah. I like to be happy and fun. And he said, that's not going to work for me. And then she goes, well, fuck you. And then she leaves. So that's that one. Number one messed up. Then she decides, oh, it was Matt. It was Matt the whole time. I was oh. in love with Matt the whole time. I was like, who? Number one, I was like, who? Number two, I was like, you're lying, you're lying, you've never been so thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are lying. You are lying to yourself and this will come back to bite you. Yeah. They go to the honeymoon. Oh, they're all, they're all smiles, hearts, yeah. they're into it. Seeing the other couples, I thought immediately she was going to break. She doesn't break immediately. Yeah. Because... Cole breaks immediately. Mm. And I feel like that's a bit of a boost to her ego. Like, yeah, bitch, I'm that bitch. Yeah. You should have picked me the first time. Yeah. The second time they meet, she finally has a little privacy with Cole. And he's like, you're super hot and you're who I would have picked. She said, I'm not going to lie. You you know, in the outside world, I would also go on a date with you. And he said, you know, if we went at a bar, she's like, yeah, if we went at a bar. Cool. Mm. Cole sees, uh, Matt sees this from across the room. Doesn't come over. Later on, he's like, so what was that conversation about? She starts saying that, oh, Cole said I was hot and I said that he was hot. And Matt loses his shit. Matt has already referenced that he was married before or he was in a long-term relationship before. I can't remember if it was marriage or long-term. I think it was long-term relationship, yeah. Long-term relationship. One day his partner turned up and said, hey man, I've cheated on you. They took a break. They started to patch things up. And then she said, hey man, I'm pregnant with that dude's baby. And there was no coming back from that. No. So I'm assuming that woman is with that person yeah. or she's out living her life, who mm. knows. But that shook him to his core. He didn't date for a really long time. Mm. This is his first foray back in. And he has a lot of hang-ups as a result. Yeah. So he hears that Colleen said that Cole was hot. And it's just like, you're playing me. You want to fuck Cole. You want to be with Cole. And let's end this. Pack up the stuff. Let's leave. I'm leaving. Colleen is crying her eyes out. I found that whole exchange really weird, if I'm being honest. Like, it made me a bit like, uh uh-oh, is this George vibes from Mass, where it was like that sort of weird coercive control of like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Like, having the really extreme emotion. The other person is then so blindsided by how extreme your emotion is that they're just desperate to placate you. And actually, the truth of the matter is that nothing actually happened. Anyway... I also, but I also agreed that I feel like Colleen and Cole's conversation was inappropriate. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Especially when she used the word in real life, as if 
the, the life, life that they're currently yeah. living with their fiance is not real life. So on that basis, I was like, I don't know about these two. Yeah. I don't know who's right in the situation, but it doesn't sound like you guys are a good match. Mm. Anyway, they slept on it, had a chat in the morning. They're good as gold. We didn't see any of this, no. but they're good as gold. Go to the next reunion. They don't really chat. Yeah. Go to the reunion after that. And Cole seems a bit like, oh, damn, they're in a good place. Foolishness. Oh, I thought this would like, you know, they'd be in a bad place. I'm in a bad place. We can get together. That's what happening. He has a conversation with Colleen. I think she mentions to him, like basically Matt found out about this conversation. He wasn't happy. Then he has a conversation with Matt and he's like, the conversation that you think happened is not what happened. She didn't say that she would get with me in real life. She's like in the, oh, if we met in a, Matt's thing was, she said, if we met in a bar, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Cole says she never said that. I didn't bother to go back and rewatch that section to figure out what they said, but I do know that she said, in the real world, yeah. I find you attractive. And he said, in the real world, I find you attractive. That's what I mean, yeah. It is what it is. So then calls him. What was the conversation? He's already now told her his version, which was, if they met in a club, whatever would happen, would happen. Which is apparently not accurate. Yeah. So he just made up a story. Oh, yeah. um, that leads to Zeneb and Cole arguing. Um, he then goes back to Colleen and he's like, I know why I said I'm over this whole conversation you had with Cole, but I'm in fact not over it. And then Colleen's energy is, oh, why have you brought this up again? He's almost the exact energy Cole had. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe we're talking about this again. It's fucking pathetic. I don't want to hear about it. She starts crying. Sort of deads the conversation. And I have a problem with this because it isn't fair regardless of the intentions that person has when they bring something to your attention to not not let that person voice how they're feeling before you jump in with i don't want to hear this or this has made me upset i don't want to hear anymore he's allowed to be upset if that is what has upset him he's allowed to be upset and you have to hear that and you can come back to it and be like i totally understand that you're upset I don't want you to be upset. Mm. For me, it wasn't anything. Mm. I didn't think it was anything. That's why I said it. If I had genuine feelings for Cole, I would tell you. And I don't. Mm. There is a way to reassure your partner. Colleen had no, didn't, doesn't have the vocabulary to reassure Matt the way he needs to be reassured yeah. because he has trauma. Yeah. In the same way that Cole doesn't have the ability to reassure Zenab in those moments because he's a child and doesn't understand whatever trauma Zenab has come into this thing. Yeah. Because now she's got a chip on her shoulder about the idea that he's not attracted to her. And he's not able to, he has not been able to reassure her that he is attracted to her and that he genuinely loves her. And that was just a conversation between two people who met in the pubs and that had feelings for each other. Anyway, <laughs> then they have this conversation and it's sort of weird and tense. You don't see how it ends. Literally jump cut almost to. Matt's calling Bartiz. Where's Co- Where's Colleen? I think that's beautiful editing. It was Chef's brilliant. It was honestly kiss. the best thing I've ever seen. Chef's kiss. Bartiz is like, I don't know where the fuck your wife is, yeah. which is completely reasonable. Yeah. He's like, she's not here. And then Nancy says, oh, they went. Doesn't say who the mm. they is. They went to the club. Sorry. Matt's then like, I've had it. It's a Wednesday night, he says. <laughs> it's a Wednesday night. Instead of you to be at home with your boy, that's what he said. I was like, boy. boy? You're out in the club doing what? 
what he says, I'm coming over right now. You my boy, I got back you. They then proceed to have the dumbest conversation. And watching that scene is made me think, I don't know if I want my man to have male friends. No, I think Because men be backing men to do stupid shit. No, men should have male friends. I hundred percent believe that. But it should be sensible. Therapists. <laughs> Huh? No. People with degrees. I do not want my husband talking to an idiot. No. Because like, that conversation was two idiots yeah. spurring each other yeah. on. Yeah. Rather than someone with a sane head on their shoulders going, calm yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. is there going, but you don't know what it's like to date a girl you're not attracted to. You. And Matt's going, I've been played before, I'm not going to get paid again. Bump, 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 yeah, bump, bump. That's all they did. And there was still no answer about where it's going. <laughs> That's the beauty of this editing because also they showed it up next and she's there. They're dancing together. So she ain't she ain't dead, okay? She's gonna come back. Anyway, Matt was at he was like, I'm packing up, I'm going again. I'm packing up, I'm going. I will say this. The level of drunk Matt was that night, and the level of drunk Matt was the first time he said I'm packing yeah. up, I'm going. Exactly the same. Yeah. Me personally Obviously, I think this is an important thing to find out about your partner. Yeah. What they're like when they're drunk, how they drink yes. in general. I didn't like how drunk he was. No. I don't think I... I mean, I didn't like how drunk he... I don't think I like how drunk any of them are. Because they all act wild at his reunion. And there's too many reunions. It's, they're literally... Way too they're many. Give, they're giving me... They like, are purposely trying to, to undermine all these relationships by making they're, them constantly meet people exactly, that they weren't they, talking to before. They learned the lessons of Married at First Sight Australia when they were doing a lot of um, sofa time or when they, um, dinner parties. A lot parties. of dinner parties. And dinner party every episode the dinner parties were wild and causing so much drama but it was making great TV and they are really learning from it. Like, bring all 100%. the people together. Let's bring all the couples together. Let's bring all the unmatched people together. Let's just... Throw them in, throw alcohol, and see what happens. And I'm imagining happens. kick off meeting about the next season. We need more reunions and we need more alcohol. No, no I want more love. So no, less saying, alcohol because that's what you can feel from this season. Oh yeah, true. Oh there yeah, so are more reunions yeah. and, and people more, seem yeah. are, they just seem smashed yeah, constantly when they're having really really big conversations about their relationship. Yeah. And I, so I do believe and I do agree with you that it's good for you to understand from your partner how they drink what triggers them when they're drunk how they behave when they're drunk because it's we know people and we've seen people that completely go from one zero to 100 when they turn aggressive yeah they're aggressive are they quiet are they a walkabouter like you need to understand you need to know and it needs to be whatever level of drunk you can handle yeah me personally i'm gone but Literally, I'm Peace out. out. <laughs> but the thing I was going to say is, I don't just think it's just alcohol, which is concerning that in that scene, or those two scenes, it was the way that Matt handles um, conflict. Because, yes, the conversation around Colleen and Nicole, and, and Cole, and the whole in real life scenario that they were putting in their heads, that was a trigger for him from his own infidelity and being cheated on in the past, and, and his brute ego, basically. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he wasn't willing to talk it out properly, he just heard one thing and was like, I'm gone, I'm out, I ain't going to be humiliated, I'm not going to be treated like a chump, uh, chump on this show, let me get my suitcase and Take go. my microphone take off. My, take going. my mic off. That was the first time. The second time... My also, had, I feel like he had a drink in his hand. Yeah. While this was happening. Yeah. The second time, he, he was already getting the suitcase opened, 
black pack, but clothes folded, risk is jumping himself into that suitcase, take me back to Dallas, get me out of here. So this guy You're is really in Dallas, babe. You really exactly You're there. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that anytime he's in conflict, he is willing to run away, just ready to shut down, close off and not address it shows me the kind of person he is in terms of conflict and conflict management is so important in relationship and i just feel like that is as telling as the whole drunkenness situation and colleen's inability to be real yes has led her to a situation like this because yeah because you won't have serious conversations with this man you don't know any of this stuff no. so when they have the first conflict she's like i don't want to let him go i want to fight for this relationship i'm going to show him i want to fight for this relationship Fight for what? Yeah. You've known him for two days. Please, please, please be reasonable and look at the situation. If you understand, I did something wrong and I hurt your feelings, I am sorry. Mm. I do not want this to end our relationship. Fair enough. I don't think she understood what she'd done wrong. No. Because, again, you can see by her response, like, are we back at this again? Like, of course, that's something serious. Had the roles been on the reverse, had the shoe been on the other foot, my girl would be like, you're going to do this to me? I'm out. She, they're, they're exactly the same person. When Brendan was like, oh, um, sorry, when Carl was like, oh, you're, you're not, yeah, you're not being genuine. She's like, peace out. Thanks, yeah. Carl. When Brendan was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think yeah. you, I don't, I don't like you as much as I like someone else. She was like, okay, well, boom. Like, I just felt like she's also reaping the, 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 the same behavior that she was sowing. And, I, maybe they just they are meant to for each other in terms of like their similarity in personality, but this relationship would not last a big kind of conflict. This is another one that I just yeah. think is just flat Absolutely. doomed. There is no saying yes at the end of this. Yeah, and also it is. And another red flag was right at the beginning when he one when um Matt is talking to the other guys and when he's talking to his parents, he's like, I don't know if she's real. I don't know. How would you know? She said she has said now famously <laughs> said, I don't want to get real. Real. Yeah, exactly. I want to have a good time. I, I feel like she's going to flip on me. So you don't even trust her. So to me, I don't... I know he's, Matt has taken time to take a break between his last infidelity and or his last relationship where there was infidelity and going on Love, Love is Blind. But I just do think that Matt does need to do a little bit more work. I don't he think he's needs, ready. He, I don't think... And I think this is the thing. I don't think people factor in that. Like, if a partner cheats on you it might shatter your self-esteem yeah. and it might shatter your, you know, ability to trust people. Yeah. And that you have to repair that yeah. thing. I think he thinks, oh, I'll just find a person who I trust and everything will be good. Yeah. But that person now has to be perfect. Otherwise you are going to feel yeah. triggered Every and you're going to bounce from the situation. Yeah. And nobody is perfect. No. Like, you could be absolutely great for each other and potentially you, you still see Cole and go, and go hey, there was a really big, there was a really big chance that me and you would have ended up together. You know, mm. it was literally 50-50 for me. Yeah. And now suddenly you're telling me, oh, I'm leaving. Yeah. Why did you say that to him? I'm not even okay. allowed to be honest because I need to protect your trust in me. Yeah. That's, it doesn't work. It's not good. Yeah. But I, my last thing on this, Kalina's a ballet dancer. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> if you did not know. <laughs> She's not done a ballet dance once on the show. For a person who opened every single interaction with I'm a ballet dancer, do one plie. I do, do one plie. I want her to do, She needs to have been doing what Raven was doing with the jumping jacks. 
I she should have been playing and then get the ball, get exactly. Bartis to do that. Exactly. Thing. She should have been playing as Cole was trying to get She said there's her. a bar in there, we're gonna do a bar class. Yeah, exactly. You like, better have your <laughs> hair up in a bum because it's you, about to get sweaty. In you here. should be making all those ballet jokes like you are really lowering the bar for men out there or mm-hmm. raising the bar for men out there, and then you do that as you're raising the bar yourself and twirling around that bar. I'm a professional dancer, I'm a professional dancer. Do one dance. No, I don't know. Sorry. Can somebody check if she's a ballet? <laughs> she she on is. Any... She's, I think she has, she's going to be doing some type of ballet in the nah. future, yeah. Yeah, and I'll she... be going to see it before <laughs> they buy it. <laughs> but I think they really positioned Kalina as one of the main characters. And the fact that she kept on getting breaking, broken up on episode, in episode one, I was like, this, <laughs> girl, this girl's here to stay, but I don't understand why. I'll be honest. She just wants to be, be on, on the show. show. Because I was like, your guy may not be here. It's fine if your guy isn't here. Just accept it. Like, the guys that you liked, they didn't like you back. Stop trying to beg for another one. It was really giving me pick me. She is a pick me. It was so giving me pick me. She's absolutely a pick me. Um, I think it's part of the whole thing about they go to the girl lounge and they see all the girls like, I'm engaged. And you're just like, I've been broken up t- twice by this point. The thing is, some of the people that you're crying over, the girl <laughs> that's matched with him is stood right next to you. Yeah, exactly. Have, have some decorum. I know. Actually, one of my... <laughs> I've never really talked about Nancy, but one of my f- favorites, not even favorite, one of the moments in the, the ladies' lounge that I actually wanted to use as a meme was when Nancy is talking to this black girl and Nancy is there complaining, like, I'm just trying to, I'm so stuck between these two guys. I'm trying to figure out what I want in my life. And this black girl is just sitting there, just smiling and nodding and smiling and nodding. And mind you, this is one of the, this is one of the comments I was going to use at the end, but I just thought it's is worth talking about the ladies' lounge now. She just sits there and nods as the dancey complains about her dilemma of having two men. And this black girl has not, this is the first time this black girl has been seen on the whole show. <laughs> and that means she's not been matched with a single person and she's not had a connection. And this girl, Nancy, is there complaining. It's a complete side note, but it's just to show that the ladies' lounge is is not just a moment where the women can get together. I'm sure it, there's there are some supportive ties, but it's a lot. It's very competitive, as we will see with Raven and the comp- competition with Roger Bartis. It's very pressurizing mm-hmm. because everyone is like, "Are you going to get engaged? Who are you speaking to?" So for someone like Colleen to be broken up with twice, it's brute ego, and for her, it's like, "No, I have to find someone. There is someone here for me." I'm gonna yeah. say my toxic trait yeah. is that if I've got a love that's blind, yeah. I'm not leaving the show about marriage. That's the thing, and that's Colleen's mindset. And I'm not gonna be a girl that is just shown in the opening and you never see again. I force it. <laughs> I would have forced it. That's <laughs> what Colleen is doing. Some Matt. of us are type A, some of us are Aries. We cannot lose. <laughs> Jamie Ross is an Aries on the show, and I'm so depressed about it. No, yeah. it's making me question my, myself and my people. Um, Raven. Oh my goodness. Speaking of. She literally is wearing the Aries necklace yeah, around yeah, her neck. And I, I said, really. No! The thing is, I don't know or do much about star signs, so you probably know more than I do. Raven doing the. Doing exercise. The <laughs> telling that fucking story. They're <laughs> going like, it wasn't that bad, but thanks for sharing. I was like, oh, she's <laughs> a fucking nightmare. Yes. And then to see her wearing that t-shirt, I was like, well, suddenly everything is explained <laughs> to me. Which is, it's like, hi, I don't know if you know this, but I'm the main character of my story. And I don't think about other people and how they feel. It doesn't make sense no. to me. It's that thing of like, 
I think she clocked something about Bartice beforehand. Yeah. And instead of you to just communicate that in a respectful way, she said, I'm not interested in this guy anymore. I'm going to get excited. I'm, doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm stretching. Yeah. I'm doing the splits. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> I don't know why the producers are making me come to this date still. Yeah. But if I'm going to be here, I'm going to... I will say her... Anyway, let's well, let's to move to Raven because we're yeah. only talking about her. Raven and SK are our final couple. Continue. <laughs> Raven, Raven, Raven. So Raven meets Bartice and there are immediate sparks. Yeah. Um, they both like fitness, which uh, honestly, that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> you know those guys that you see and they're like eight pack, 15 pack, 16 pack. You can see all their veins bulging out of their arms. I'm like- Their where... profile just pictures of them in the gym. gym. Where are you on your day to day? What do you do? What do you do for the hobby? What did you do after work? How did you unwind before you went, went to, to the, the gym? gym? Because let's talk about this. What do, you, what do you eat? My cousin is 17. Yeah. And she was talking to me about how she goes to the gym. Yeah. And I said, 17, you're in the gym. Well, how many times did she go every I week? I just once a week. That's only once. Shoshana. Yeah. How many times was she going to the gym when you were 17? Did exactly. Give me a juicy eye. That's what I'm telling you. It is crazy yeah. to me to think that 17 year olds, teenagers, yeah. are in the gym thinking because... we need to get into gym life. Yeah. I I am I am a big age and will not spoil because a woman does not reveal her age. But <laughs> I still don't have gym culture and I never no. will have gym culture. It doesn't interest me. I don't want to be in a room full of sweaty people being no. sweaty. I would rather be sweaty in my own home. Or I want to do a class yeah. where I'm distracted from the fact that I'm sweaty yeah. because somebody is telling me what to yeah. do. I don't want to be on an exercise machine yeah. at 11 a.m. Yeah. on a Saturday yeah. when I could be at home in my bed. I could be eating a full English breakfast. That's the lifestyle I want to live. I don't want to be working out. It's not fun to me. Yeah. I've tried it in many forms. Me personally, the things I like, running, tennis. Running, I like because I'm by myself. <laughs> tennis, I like because it's me versus one other person. <laughs> I don't want to be around people in my free time. I don't want to exercise around people in my free time. Ideally, if I had the budget, I'd get personal trainer and I'd mind my own damn business. I don't want to spend time <laughs> with other people. It's weird to me. So to hear that Raven is like, I'm a Pilates teacher. I'm like, okay. And that's her brand. And then she said she spends money on multiple personal trainers. Oh, I missed that part. Multiple personal trainers. What are you oh, talking what? about? Spencer's later on, she's like, nails, multiple oh, personal trainers, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this woman is wild. She has a very different lifestyle. She, different so lifestyle. She, sorry, this is absolutely a tangent. Yeah. But these parties, they, they bond on there. We both go to the gym lifestyle. Um, but more so than that, she actually teaches a class. Yeah. Um, fitness and help wellness is a big mm. part of her life mm. she does a lot of facials detoxes that sort of thing that's mm. who she is and she bonds with Bartice over this at the beginning but she starts to sense that actually Bartice is the kind of guy that she's met in the real world mm. i hate the phrase the real world outside of the show yeah she has dated guys like Bartice and wants someone who she has a real connection with yeah cut to her many dry ass dates with sk she like meets SK, oh asking questions. What's your name? First of all, big red flag. Your name is SK. SK. What oh, does wait. that mean in, in Yoruba? <laughs> what does it mean in Yoruba? The letters S and yeah. K. What does it mean? He's lying. He's yeah. found a simplified way to describe his name to Americans. Yeah, because and unfortunately, 
That is what happened. No, but this is what you have to teach people your name. His real name is Sikiru. That's not that hard. Sikiru. Could call him Siki for sure. No. Yeah, SK, I think. Ru. Just say Sikiru. It's not that hard. Sikiru. Sikiru. Sikiru is the same amount of syllables as like Shoshana. Oh, yeah, true. And people be saying Shoshana. And people do say Shoshana. Uh, So it's not that hard. Um, But he introduces himself as SK. She's like, oh, where are you from? He says, originally I'm from Nigeria. And then just the wildest conversation ensues. Side note. Obviously, (laughs) because I am a black British. Yeah. I have grown up with people who are the descendants of African immigrants or second generation Mm. African or even second generation Jamaican where they're in touch with their culture. Yeah. So I can't imagine someone meeting someone and being like, I don't know what that entails. (laughs) She says to him when she first meets him, oh, my two best friends when I was growing up were Nigerian. Smash cut to... They're eating pounded yam and, and a gushy and she's like, so can I eat this with a fork? Do I have to chew it? She's um, asking the basic questions. Fast forward from there, she was like, oh yeah, there's just such a difference between American culture and Nigerian culture. Like, I didn't know they had grocery stores. I said. I'm finished. I'm finished. What, what friends did you have? I said, at some point, you have to stand up for your culture. Yeah. For you to be dating person who didn't even realise that there was grocery stores in your... What did she think you guys were eating in Nigeria? Dust. You was actually chasing goats and, and lions and killing them and eating them. Oh my gosh. I said, it's, it's, it's enough done. is enough. Is it done? It's enough is enough. Yeah. I, and now, I, before I wasn't one of these people, I was like, anyone can date anyone. <laughs> Love has no race. Now I'm like, actually... No, I, I want to date somebody who's not going to ask me if there's grocery stores I, in the country where I of my origin. I feel like you need to have a different perspective of life to date outside your race. I do think so. Oh, I've been asking me if there's grocery stores. Yeah. How do you, you think to... people get food? What do you mean? <laughs> you think you, ingr- you you genuinely think America's oh, invented supermarkets probably. and nobody else on the planet has a supermarket? <laughs> Listen to yourself. I just. Listen to yourself. <laughs> okay, on the Nigerian thing, because I have so many thoughts about SK. Oh, about, yeah. <laughs> so many things about the SK Nigerian culture, and then I'll move on to Raven. Firstly, I feel like I missed that scene where she talks about the groceries. <laughs> oh, it was in the, either the sixth or seventh. Okay. When her dolls were there, and she was like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, there was like, you know, there's lots of adjustments. Oh, I thought she meant like, like she didn't know there was Nigerian. Uh, she stores. said, I no. didn't know there were grocery stores. Okay. No. There's that. And uh, SK didn't just pack his bags like, that day. SK wants a green card. Okay, that was one joke. If you're Nigerian, you get it. But the second thing is, out of all the betrayals of West it's African men... It's 2022. Yeah. How are you still in the dark about what right, it is like to be yeah. Nigerian, Ghanaian, yeah. South African, Syrian... No, you understand I, that these places are thriving, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, but this is the thing. She's African-American. Some African-Americans are not as connected to the home culture. Even before, more than that. Yeah. She mentioned, my family is white, is what she said. But yeah, she, she said her family was white. 
But she, she said, I've never told anyone about this. I feel uncomfortable telling people that my family is white. Uh, from the date itself, she says. From oh the date itself, my family is white. And I don't like to talk about th- about it with people because obviously there's cult- that sometimes there are political issues, yeah, cultural yeah, issues. Yeah. I said, yeah. what? Yeah. This needs explanation. Yeah. What do I you mean your, fa- like, your entire family is no, white? What she's basically saying is that she's mixed race, but I think she was raised on more of the white side of her it family. And that should be discussed and that should be explained. And I think they kept on saying when they got engaged and the first night where well, all the other couples were boning and having sex, they were having deeper, meaningful conversations while social distancing on the sofa because they were sitting six meters apart, one end, one person on one end, the other person it's on the other. Given very Whitney. It is given so, so Whitney and Duca. But they were but saying... But Whitney's as well. Exactly. But they were saying that they were having deep, meaningful conversations about life and they just use the time to talk 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 so i was like in this talking 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 and the way that sk is repping for nigeria every single conversation where my culture oh god he doesn't even have an accent like that he doesn't it's well, something in between america yeah, and, and nigeria yeah. yeah he's like but my culture is about being nigerian it's about family it's about the food etc etc with all those conversations they've had you don't think that he had at least given us some insight into what it means to be a Nigerian. How can you? This is what I'm saying. I feel like in America, there is collective African-American culture. Yeah. And African culture, yeah. Nigerian culture, Ghanaian culture, whatever, yeah. is so much smaller. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that you, unless you know someone, have no exposure yeah. to it. Yeah. Which is the almost the exact opposite of what it is like in the UK. Yeah, exactly. You so- cannot be black in the UK and not be able to make it very clear where you're from yeah and that's why our dear friend Kasia from Married the First Side was like I want a West African man like she knew the differences or she did she (laughs) well okay maybe she didn't know the differences but there is an idea of what it means to be West African I don't want to put them in a monolith but just for the for the the illustration yeah we are that's the point I was going to go at the (laughs) illustration of like what a West African man and an East African man whatever you can group it together but there's a distinction in in terms of TV, uh, especially over the last couple of months of us like reviewing these shows, these dating shows, and seeing the portrayals of West African men, <laughs> you have a Kwame from Ghana and you have an SK from Nigeria. I have to be honest, first of all, I'm not trying to do a Ghana Nigerian rivalry, but I will, no, I'm not, I'm not. But I will say that say with my chest. I will say with my chest. <laughs> I appreciate that SK's portrayal of West African culture is just a lot more positive or very neutral. There is no love or hate to it. No. Apart from Raven's asking stupid questions like, oh, do I eat pan jam with a fork? Or with that a was fork? so embarrassing. It was embarrassing because, but, and to me, I only heard those things from um, non-black people when they've encountered our food. And it's understandable because everyone, especially if you're in a Western culture, you're used to eating with your knife and your fork. So to have Wrong. Bear countries have foods that they yeah, eat Western, Western. But there's bare Western countries that have foods that you just eat with your hands. Yep. You don't eat bread with a knife and fork. Yeah, sorry, actually, when you, you, when you have like a naan, actually, that's not a Western culture. If you can have antipasti in a restaurant, I you're not there with your knife and fork. Yes, but it's not. You're, no. It's finger food okay. on the table. Okay, yes. You go to a party, you get sausage yes. roll with your hand, you don't get a fork. Yes, finger food, but this is like a full-on meal. Listen. You're full-on, full, you're having full-on dinner with your hands. Listen, you better wash listen. your hands because there's COVID out here. I brought a friend home with me from Yumi for my sister's confirmation yeah i said this big weekend we're doing back we're doing parties yeah i'm not gonna hold your hand i'm assuming the friend was white the friend was white yeah i'm not gonna hold your hand yeah 
rice we eat with a spoon or fork. I personally eat rice with a spoon. Yeah. I, I try to get as much rice in my oh, mouth I, as I can. <laughs> I think I do with a f- fork. is to me, that's when you're in a fancy <laughs> restaurant. I don't know if I'm using the spoon. No, it I don't no, care. But, no, it depends what's with the rice. If it's with chicken and stew, I'm, I'm using a fork because I really want to break into that chicken. I respect and- that. Me personally, I'm eating the rice and the stew with a, with a spoon. At the end, I'll eat the meat. Are with you kidding? With my hands. <laughs> I'm not classed by it. I want the food to enter my mouth in as quickly a way as possible. I said to her, and everything else, unless someone's giving you a knife and fork, assume you don't need a knife and fork. Okay. That's a good, that's a good way around it. And I left her to it. Yeah. I left her to it. And if I- she wanted a knife and fork, she could ask. I said to her, it's at your own peril. You might ask for a knife and fork for something and my aunt might say, no. <laughs> and you better go sit your ass back down on that table and eat that food. And that girl had the best weekend of her life yeah. in the food. She's but, like, I like this, I like that, yeah. I like this, I like that. Because you learn by doing this. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Raven's question. Look at what everyone else is doing. Yeah. If everyone's using their hands, use your hands. You're not, it's not, it's not that knives and forks don't exist in African yeah. countries. We have knife and fork. There are some foods you don't need knife and fork for. Yeah, I think for her it was ignorant. He didn't. Exp- he no. didn't set it up for her. No, properly. he didn't. But he just put the food in front of her and yeah, said, "Eat." Yeah. What do you mean? Do, do, yeah. I mean, SK could do some work, and I think that's something that they can grow in, in their relationship. Going back to the West African male portrayal, because I just want—I really want to land this point. I appreciate the fact that they're giving SK a really positive edit. I like him. I think, and exactly, he's—he's he's really likable. He's unproblematic. Honestly, out of all the men on this show. SK and Brennan are two unproblematic men on this series, which is surprising. But I but also feel like SK should not be on this show. No, SK shouldn't because why is my guy? He's gonna go and do his um studies in LA. In LA, uh, we're trying to marry months. a woman in Dallas. Exactly, the boss ain't muffin, and that's why I said green cards. So to me, it doesn't make sense. That was one. That's why I think my guy just wants to have a wife with status. My other thing is, he applied for Love is Blind. He didn't realise what's going to happen. He also had applied for his master's. Didn't know that was going to happen. And then when he realised, oh, bro, I've got both. Yeah. I'll do both. Yeah. Because as some people, they just don't think Cash it out. money. Exactly. Exactly. I have I'm the mo- they pay them something. I'm going to have the money to pay for my studies. You see? Win, win. This is the thing. The conversation that they're having, I, I, I really am torn because... If I married someone and they're like, BT dubs, right after we get married, I move into another place for two years, I think that would be a problem. Yeah, well, no, but that's also one of the things where, again, it's an experiment, they've only met each other for two weeks before. 100%. Like, but if you were I'm, in a in, in a proper like, courtship, you knew you were going to get married, you would have this conversation way before. Yeah, and exactly. agree, like, okay, where do we live? Do we do a bit of long distance for, like, the first semester while you set up get settled where you are, find a place, and then I'll come and move in afterwards. That Those conversations will happen. This one... I feel like the energy... into the deep end. They're thrown into the deep end. But I was, so, I was thinking about that, and I said, if I'd been with someone for, like, two years, mm. and then they got their masters, and they said, oh, I don't know how we're going to do this, but, like, I've got to move to Manchester. Mm. I've got to move to Manchester for two years. And, you know... Ultimately, my getting my masters is going to put us in a better place financially. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. I'm going to have to set this up. Me personally, yeah. I'm going to have to set this up. But we've already built a foundation. We've built a relationship. Yeah. Right. I feel like there's something there. Yeah. I think it's a lot harder when you are still in the 
beginnings of something yeah. for that person to get up and leave. If I was dating someone, not on the, not on Love is Blind in real life, and within two weeks of dating them, they said, I'm moving. I'd be like, wish you the best of luck. A hundred percent. So actually now, now I'm now deep in it. SK was foolish because he knew he'll go on this show and there's a chance he will meet someone and then he still has to go and but get married. what SK was hoping for was that the wife will come with him. Was a was a woman who wasn't going to be like Raven. Yeah, exactly. Because Raven's energy immediately was like, I'm not coming with you. Yeah. And I'm not giving up my apartment. But the most bad mind thing is that she wants him to pay his half of the rent. Exactly. She's a joke. I'm with you in that I'm not coming with you. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not uproot. I can't. Not even I don't want to. Yeah. I just don't think I can yeah. uproot my life, come to LA and try and figure out how I'm going to do what I do here in LA. Mm. I've got my clients here. My business is making enough money for me to have the lifestyle I want. Mm. It would be crazy of me to now, when it's finally profitable, get up and move to another city yeah. where there's probably tons of Pilates classes, yeah. tons of teachers. Yeah. This doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. That part, I was like, I'm with her. When she said, you should pay for my apartment though, I said, Are you, did you not hear he's going to yeah. do a master's? He even said, I'm going to have to downsize my lifestyle and my money and my expenses because I'm, I'm actually going to have to live as a student now. And this, the rest of the thing about this was, he said this in the pods. Yeah, he did. He said, I'm on my way to do my master's. Yeah. And you well, didn't have your money hat on then, yeah. thinking, hold on, how does this affect my yeah. life? You already have a side job. Yeah. You So even her story about, I need to stay here, blah, blah, blah. You clearly don't make enough money no. here as it is. No. You're not making enough money no. here as it is. And but you want this student to, to pay for your lives. rent. Yeah. The apartment he doesn't stay in. No. That was the point where like, he did a face where he looked at Raven and I'm telling you, I felt so sorry for him. Oh, I, I, felt, I feel like I felt much like Brennan and, and um, Alexa, Alexa, money will be the issue yeah, in this couple as well. I felt so sorry for him. And, like, Her again, friends? Yeah, oh my really, goodness. Like, she's used to a certain type of last. I don't know how you felt about this, but watching it, I was like, I really would not do this for no. any of my friends. No, God, I won't go on the show. I wouldn't. No, no I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have the energy that these people have. If you call me up and you said, I'm on Love is Blind... I want you to come meet my partner. I'm not coming there being, I'm ready to no, fight. No, no, no. I'll be like, explain. Yeah, you, no, we're not, we're not going on camera. Just tell me. No, this. I'll go on camera, but I'll be like, I'm not going to have a strong opinion about this. No. I think it's crazy. I don't know you. I don't know yeah. him. You've decided you've chosen him. So what I want to hear, because I know you, is how you've got to yeah. this place. Yeah, and what true. you're thinking is. I might ask questions, but I'm not going on camera afterwards be like, it's doomed. Yeah, it's that, not gonna that, work. That is not. She's used to a certain type of lifestyle. No, she's not a good friend. I wish tell your Messy. tell your friend that off camera. You don't even know if she's told Raven, and I don't think they they did, or maybe they did. They were they were well. The energy was definitely yeah. like, how are you gonna pay for this? How yeah. you gonna pay? Raven's yeah. used to a certain type of lifestyle. Why yeah, are you invested? But and there are people I know who date people that I'm like, I don't get this. Yeah. Imagine if every single person who like I don't get this, you were able to open your mouth and just say that to yeah. them. I've to lost me. a lot of friends yeah, by now. Exactly. So for me, the whole West African portrayal, just go back to that point. I'm no, it's because let it I'm go. no, I don't want to let it go because we have seen some very poor portrayals of West African men on these shows, and for us to have this portrayal of this African man who is breaking a bit of his traditions, like yeah. he doesn't want to like have multiple wives. I mean, it's, he's in America, he's not in um, Nigeria. His father had multiple wives in um, poly- polyamorous relationships. He doesn't want to have that. He wants to have basically i hate to say it, a power couple where he can contribute to the marriage and the woman is also doing the same thing the fact that he is 
studying at, no, I'm sorry, that is part and parcel of the academic experience. But well, that is studying. Yeah, 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 he's studying, yes. But the, the fact that, like, he picked someone like Raven, who isn't Nigerian, mm-hmm. which, again, breaks tradition. Um, the mum and how welcoming she was. Yeah, no, that was really sweet. That was, was really sweet. There was something about that, that again, just a different perspective. That the fact that they were eating their um, jolo, um, pandijam. I mean, I know that Raven's comments were ridiculous, but it just showed a very, like, authentic, but modern... But imagine mo- if Raven had been Nigerian, right? Imagine that she'd been Nigerian, but hadn't grown up in the culture. They would have dragged her as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's different for us. I know, I know, I know. It's, it is, it's, it's a completely different perspective. I think for her, she's like, well, she doesn't understand and she's she's mixed race. So it's just a different perspective. No, you have to treat us all the same. <laughs> That's for you to fight with the aunties. I, I, <laughs> me, I'm not going to fight no. with the auntie. <laughs> but for me, that's why I was impressed because the last big portrayal we saw of a West African man was Kwame and that's what I'm going to say. I'm ba- I, honestly, I think Kwame's portrayal was barely a, a portrayal of a West African man because what did we see Kwame do? Talk. What did we see Kwame Talk. do? Talk. We've got to know SK more than we yeah, got to know yeah. Kwame. So yeah. personally, I feel like the flop energy of Kwame it was that Keisha asked for a West African man and they said, here's a West African man. <laughs> His name's Kwame, that's enough. And it was that, that was <laughs> it. Just, yeah. That was the, the, it. The most... Um, West African part of Kwame was when he came in Kente for the wedding <laughs> and his name <laughs> that's what I'm saying yeah. nothing else nothing else and then he was short yeah true. that was but the most also, guardian thing I've ever seen in my life I, I said mean, of course that's Kwame of course okay. that's what he looks like I mean, they SK, could have got like a stud they got the most basic looking guardian man they've ever seen in your life one that you could literally go to Kamasi Market tomorrow and pick up if you wanted and said that's your West African man enjoy but, oh, I mean SK is also a bit of a short king. So I thought the red flag, not money, was going to be actually attractiveness. And so when the doors opened and SK and Raven saw each other, they walked up to each other. You could see Raven's face. The expectation was low. <laughs> low! But they walk up to each other and they hug. And I was surprised, one, because I thought Raven was going to be towards an SK. That I was proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And then two, the fact that they, it was so it was such a friendly hug, but there was no fire. There was no kissing. I mean, who can remember last I do, year? I do which, feel like people overdo the whole yeah, Shane, fire when they first meet. Yeah, each other. Shane and Natalie was one of the most awkward kisses I've ever seen on this show. It was awkward, so awkward. Oh God, but Shane and Natalie. Like looking back now, I'm like, like wow. obviously a bad match. No, so bad. We all knew it. We obviously all knew it. They didn't. Match. But yeah, I was like, there's no fire. Then when Raven said, oh, the first night they just spoke. And then SK kind of confirmed, like, you know, there wasn't much touching, much, you know, being cuddly. They were sitting on the opposite ends of the sofa, talking. I was like, okay, red flag, another concern. Not even red flag, just concern. Then they're in the, they have, you know, I'm sure the producers kind of like had some involvement with this, but they had a lot of like activities during the honeymoon to help with that kind of physical emotion. The massage. I don't even know what he was doing. His hand was just in between her cleavage. Almost that moment, and then they had like other oils that were just left there for them to massage each other. Then they went into that pool, yeah. And they're talking about you know, before they got into the pool, Raven has said, Oh, there's there's a bit more tension, there's a bit more physical tension, I can feel it. And SK was saying, Yeah, similar thing, like there's tension. The week before, they were saying that you know, Raven did say that he needed to step up a bit on the physical attraction, and 
provide a bit more razzle dazzle. I think that's what they kept saying. Can can music, yeah. You know, just like up his game on the physicality, like because Raven came across like a sexual person in the pods. Yeah, man, it's but flat. absolute flat with the SK. So I was like, okay. Then they're in the pool, and they're talking. You can tell like the She's vibe. Like, I can't swim. So hold me up. Hold me up. So he carries her. I was like, okay, cool. They're touching. Like they're both in their bathing suits. This could happen. And then Raven is talking about, oh, like there's so much tension between between us. She's like swimming around him, and I'm like, SK, this is your moment to kiss her. Like he this. Kiss her. No, no, no. She kisses him. I oh I observed it because I kept on screaming my screen. SK, she is giving you the signs. Kiss her, kiss her, kiss her. And he just was like nothing. Then she had to lean in, and that is a red flag. <laughs> that was a red flag. I was like, this guy don't like you like that. This guy doesn't. Oh, you think he doesn't like her? No, I no. I mean, they've had sex now, but I just was like, do you think they've had sex? Because she's not said anything. He oh, said we had a good, oh, yeah, night, a good night, but then the ne- her comments were, oh, I didn't so sleep last s- night because you were being really loud, and she seemed oh, really yeah. miserable in the morning. Oh, so she just said she didn't want, she wants to wait until marriage. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Okay, so, so I found that. that. I know, I because I, I found that section that section really weird because she said he was getting phone calls through the night from Nigeria. No, that is an African. Then he said that's an African trait. The streets was calling, and I didn't return the calls. So when he said that, I was like, what do you mean the streets was calling? Because um, I thought that was a, a uh, metaphor that people yeah, use for when they want to go out and like, they're seeing people they like, but they don't do nothing. Then she says she's getting full phone calls no, from I, Nigeria. So I think, I literally think, was the streets no, calling. I, I think the, the Lagos streets were calling. The Girls Lagos. was calling him. Is that how, how, really? Oh, that, when he said the streets was because if it's oh, your mate, think about it, if I call you, yeah, yeah, you're with Ben, I call you and I'm like, I'm in another country. It's not like I'm asking you yeah. to come out and hang out with me. So how was that the streets calling? I thought he meant, I thought it was using as a metaphor. That's what but I thought. But it's also a stupid metaphor. She said that Nigeria was calling him. So what was the streets in the metaphor <laughs> that was calling him? Because otherwise, then he's implying that there was someone else who was trying to get his attention. Please, SK, do not ruin the the, the nice portrayal and the nice opinion I just had of you as a nice West African man. He's going to the streets. Mm. The streets is calling his name. He, I was like, the streets, first of all, SK, what streets is What what streets are you walking down? What streets? I have to assume, but what would make more sense is, he's got a little girlfriend in Nigeria. Yeah, maybe. In the village. He's got a little girlfriend. Yeah. She's calling him from Lagos being like, what's up? He's like, hey man, I've actually got a wife. (laughs) Got fiance now, so stop calling me in it. Oh. No, no, allow it, allow it, because my fiance doesn't like it, because you'd be no, calling me no, like she's trying to I'm sleep. I'm done, I'm done. But call yeah. me at eight, call me at eight, yeah. When I'm in daytime, call me then. I'm we have a chat when I'm on my way to work. I'm what finished. are you talking about? Nothing. The streets are calling. Nothing. I watched it. Viewers, listeners, girlies. What was the name that I came up with? The fans? Lads. Lads. If you understood what he meant when he said the streets has called my name, please inform us. Because we are not streets people. No. We are for the pews. Foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh. how I'm aligning myself with like <laughs> with the, the church. church. Like, I'm I was like, you're sitting in the pews, I'm in the pews, I don't know where you are. I'm watching you sitting in the pews. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, no, but, but not in the streets. What? I'm in my house, peering out of my window, binoculars being like, yep, she's in the pews. Love that for her. Love that for her. Oh. Pray for us, girl. Pray for all of us collectively. 
We're all in the pews. Oh, God. Um, I've but never been in these streets. No, I don't. And, you know, Raven does seem like she was would have been in the streets at one time. But I have to flag on Raven. And going back to Bartiz, I was so impressed where she shut Bartiz down. So quick and so fast. I, it I maybe like, she... Raven began Aries energy. If you've rejected me, bruv, that's that for life. <laughs> there is not ever going to be a day I tell you, yeah, yeah no. Oh. I will act like we never even had anything ever. Oh, I'll be like, you thought, you thought I was feeling you. You thought I was feeling you. Finished. LOL, bruv. <laughs> LOL, I was just being Christian. What do you mean? <laughs> you would oh, never God. ever hear those words come up. There is not one man on this planet who <laughs> could ever come up to me and be like, you had a crush on me. I'm like, I never no. did. I never no, did. I'm like, deny it. I would deny it. I'm like, Jack says in the Bible, <laughs> Peter denied Jesus three times. <laughs> I'll deny this till my, I'll be on judgment day. I'll be like, and that never happened. They'll be like, Marty, this is between you going to heaven or hell. Tell the truth. I'm like, I cannot I'm tell you that that happened because it never happened. Finished. Then they press the elevator. Guess what? You're going down. Like, yeah. Do you know uh, what? <laughs> Do you know what? I'd rather be in hell than be with that person. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not going to be praying. Praying for souls. What I would just say is, I am very intrigued to see where this relationship goes. Is what? No, I, I, I have hope. I don't know. I, I'm I do. telling you. Yeah. Okay, let's do our predictions let's now. Just get, let's get down. Right, okay. So Ale- Alexa, Alexa and, and Brennan. Brennan. I don't I, know. That preview got me feeling a bit. I think they're going to overcome. Yes. I think Brennan, yes. I think it's going to be Alexa who says no. If anyone's going to oh say no, gosh. I think it's Ale- It's Brennan, yes, Alexa, no. I, I think they're going to say yes. If they do after the Ulta special, I don't know if they'll be still together. Nancy and Barty, it's no. Flop. No. That's two no's. No. If Nancy, hope Nancy, if you say yes. Nancy, no. I hope Nancy, no. Yeah. There is more likelihood of Nancy's brothers beating up Barty and them getting There's engaged. more likely if Nancy's brother say no for her. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Oh, I would love to see it. Um, <laughs> I would love to see it. I do want Barty to get his ass kicked to be Same. Made, it. it really does. Um, okay, sorry. Do we agree who says yes? I said, I should know. I hope Nancy knows. Yeah. Barty's yes. Yeah, yeah, I think he's... Because I think he's just yes. in it for the... Yeah. And, the, and to be able to say that he meant to the yeah. end. So I feel like... If, Anyone is going to say no, it's Nancy saying, I'm worth more than you think I'm worth. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. I do, I think. They she... have a couple of brothers being like, why did you bring us here to waste our yeah, time? Yeah. So I feel like you, that could go to one of two ways, yeah. isn't it? It could be that Nancy knew she was going to say no, dragged her whole family there to say yeah. it, or Bartis is the one. But I really hope it's Nancy. And I, I feel like, if I, again, put my producer hat on, the story that I'm more interested in is this story of like Nancy being shit on shit on shit on gets to the end of the yeah, thing I like um shake and deep tea yes yeah and because also we have to remember like who says yes or no first because or who who is asked about the question first because they sometimes use that as a way to create drama yeah. like because in series two we noticed that actually they only ask one partner is it a yes or no yeah. they say no the other person partner it's walks away yeah it's the end so I do think if they ask Nancy first, I hope she says no. And I think it's probably clear that she it's will. Um, like, I just don't understand how you could... Me, I don't understand how you could be with someone and feel safe with them. Yeah. And I think feeling safe is such an important part of being mm. in a relationship. When they've told you now multiple times that they're not attracted to you. And, just, and opinions that you have about your body, they have a problem yeah, with. Exactly. And not in a... Like, the way that you said, I'm willing to like discuss this further, to reach some sort of compromise they've not had that sort of yeah. intention towards you because their sister cried. 
Yes. Which one of us was having a baby with you? Me or your sister? Oh, gosh. Okay, Colden's and Nub. Plop. No. I, I... It's one of those things... I think, I think Col- Zenab says no. I think Cole says no. I think Cole says no, but I also think Zenab says no. Because yeah. I... As much as Zenab keeps being like, I love him, too much is happening now. Yeah. And she strikes me too much. Again, she's 32. She's not stupid. I just don't believe yeah. that she's stupid enough that she thinks he I, loves her. I think Zenab's going to say yes, and then Cole says no. I think that Cole's going <coughs> to say yes, and Zenab's going to say no. Okay. Because again, Cole, I chose you. Cole yeah. is... 10 toes down in this decision and he has to be now because his parents are not approving yeah I think Zenab is the only person got all of her wits about her that can be like listen this is a flop I just think that I don't Col- think she Col- has the impulse that he has to make this work oh no 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 I, I okay I think that Zenab will say yes because she doesn't want to have pie on her face and she wants to be like I put my heart into it I think Cole he will realise with all the conversation and the chatty pattiness he's been doing this whole season that he doesn't actually like Zenab in that way. He doesn't. He doesn't. So I, I, that's why I, think I also no. feel like with this show, you're not allowed to X out at any other time. No. Yeah. So that's I think, thing. personally, I think Zenab has checked out of this relationship to some extent. I hope she has. That fight that she had with Colt didn't strike me as a... And when they were like, let's resolve it, it didn't feel resolved to mm. me at all. It feels like this is just a continuation of a conversation we've had. From that first time where they had sex and he was cold towards her she was like red flag i'm putting my walls up yeah okay matt and colleen i am torn i think colleen says yeah matt says no i I do not see matt saying yes to this thing i said no no, twice already (laughs) i think they're gonna say yes both of them okay again i don't think they're gonna last i think they'll be broken up before the reunion so because no there's a reunion and then after our altar, yes, I think it's gonna be they're gonna break up before the reunion, or they're gonna do like the couples from last season and release a message the day after the reunion saying that they broke up. Yeah. Um. Oh goodness me! Um, the stats are looking poor. All right, SK and Raven. No. I I would love As... to prove that like love knows no country boundaries, but equally I just think we're not good fit for each other. Okay. I don't think Raven needs to get married. Where Raven is in her life, why does she need to get married? No. I'm not understanding the impulse from her. Doesn't seem like she's desperate to have kids. Doesn't seem like she's desperate to be sharing her life with anyone. She wants to keep her apartment. She wants to keep her job. She wants her independence, but she wants to be married. It doesn't make sense. If I was her, I would have gone to LA and become an influencer there. She basically wants to be an influencer. She, I'm sorry, she doesn't have the personality to be an influencer. No. She, I think this show's great for her. Because there'll be people who love how ruthless she is. Yeah. And there'll be people... I don't think anyone's watching this going, she looks like a great Pilates teacher. Yeah. I think people are watching it being like, she is wild. Mm. And I want to follow her and see what other chaotic shit she does in her life. So, SK and Raven, I think that SK's going to say yes and Raven says no. I think Raven says yes, SK says no. Oh my God, this is going to be so exciting to see. Is it, we have so many different opinions, but I think it's very continuous and it's very consistent that none of these couples are going to stay together. No, no. Basically, because with, with each person thinking yes and no, it means that the, the couples are not going to last. Yeah, but it could be like Janina and that dude, right? Like, he said no, then they started dating for a while. Yeah. And by the time we get to reunion, they're dating, but something, he's talking to other girls all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I I mean, I, I'm very keen to see where this series goes. After reviewing this whole series, I, I still don't want to, like, renege on what I said about 
been on Love is Blind, out of all the reality dating shows, I just really would want to be on series one only. Because Can't there was... Back time, babe. I know, but... Oh, it's one of those things where either... The, well, actually, there's two things. One, I would I prefer to go on um, series one because it was a brand new format, new experiment, and no one knew what was going to happen. And so the drama that ensued was organic. And two, if I was going to go on a show like this, the men minimum, minimum age for all the men needs to be 30. Minimum. And that actually, 32. Yeah. A friend sent a, yeah. sent a tweet about that. Um, I actually think, I'm with you in terms of, like, if I was ever going to go on a dating show, it would have to be the first season of whatever that dating show was. Yeah. And my, so I wrote um, a script years and years and years ago mm. about a girl who is going through, she's not very happy with her life. Yeah. And she gets offered this, well, she applies for this job opportunity that turns out to be a a reality TV series <laughs> where you have to pretend that you and this random person we're going to match up with are a couple. Yeah. You have to convince the people that we're going to set you up with mm. that you're a couple. Mm. But the trick is none of the people in this show are couples. All of them have been set up by the show. Yeah. And it's really a game of like who's the best at convincing each other. Mm. And also... If you have to spend time pretending to be a couple, do you eventually fall for each other? That is true. That was yeah. the show. And then, like, I was going to ha- have it so, like, our main characters, like, they make it to the end. They they end up sleeping together. Mm. And she gets pregnant, but they're not a couple. Oh, man. Um, And then going into the second season of this television program, not the reality TV show, they have to go back out into the world. Yeah. And now they're this, like, it couple from this fake yeah. this TV show where they were a fake couple and what does that do to them anyway didn't ever it never went beyond episode one and I was I think I saw something on channel four Netflix recently mm. that was a similar thing oh there my was a, gosh there was a group of couples and on this group of couples one of the couples are fake and they've got to work out who the fake couple is so interesting I love the idea of that the whole idea of fake it to your make it kind no, of No, I love the idea of a TV show where it's like... I've watched so many of these reality yeah. TV shows. I think I could pretend... I could present a couple that was believable. Oh, yeah, because you know all the tropes. You know yeah. you know what they should say. You know when they should drop the I love you bombs or I'm falling for you bombs or the What's, I think I'm falling for you bombs. What would be difficult is if that person was a stranger to me. But yeah. if they were like, you can come with a friend and be like, we're a couple, we're allowed. We're a couple of real I mean, I'm a friend okay. who I think we'd could we both be like, we wanna win this game. Let's do it. And it's just the game. But then. I do not think for a second anyone would believe we were a couple. <laughs> I just don't think people would buy it. I think they'd be like, <sighs> I, how did you meet? And we'd be like, at uni. Like, no. <laughs> and like and you looked at him and you thought, Yeah. And you looked at her and you thought, Yeah. And then you guys, sorry, I cannot imagine the two of you having sex. And we'd be like, Yep, we do that all the time. We do it every year. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. Yeah. No, that's not a real couple. Like, honestly, I feel like we could do it up, but yeah, if they were like doing any physical affection towards each other, like, that would be oh. my biggest <laughs> Oh, no, I don't want to kiss you. I don't want to kiss you. I don't want to touch you. But now we have to sit here and be like, let's hold hands. Oh, I've had hands with before. That part would be easy. But to be like, romantic. Even kiss, even kiss a... on the cheek, I'd be like, no. I, don't want, I don't know if he's washed his face. <laughs> And I don't know if I want to put my lips on that. Uh, uh, uh. Just for me, 
Just for me, it doesn't work. I, I just don't like the whole idea of faking it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm always here for the love. However, as we mentioned before, <laughs> love, love should be blind, but in this case, drama is sight. Love is blind, drama, drama is, is sight. sight. So we won't rate in this series so far because we we're going to watch it to the end yes, and then do yeah. the rating. But I think it's a good time for us to talk about next week's show. Ooh, baby. Which Next is another. Week's is a drama. Is a is a drama about, about love. It's about oh goodness me, we, we love we love love. Actually, do you know what? Love is fine. Is is not been giving me love. It's yeah. been giving me drama. But this series has been this series that we're about to watch has been giving you love. I mean, it's been giving me a lot of love. It's been giving a me lot of feelings. It's a lot of. She's in her feels. A lot of feels. Deep emotion. Tears is the best way to describe it. Tears. I was. The, that's what I told, Marnie. I was like. We need to review this show. Because I cried. Because I cried a lot. <laughs> Not a lot. I, that's what I t- cannot wait to watch this simply because I, I don't know. The things that make me cry are very specific. Okay. Well, that's why. So and There are lots of things that other people cry about. I'm like, like, why the fuck are you crying? Well, the things I've also read a lot of reviews that this show is a bit of a weepy one as well. So I'm, so I'm kind of glad because I don't, I don't feel like I'm the only one. Of the two of us, though, you're much more of a romantic and I'm much more of a cynic. So it's like, yeah, I won't cry at this. Okay. Well, you, you won't let me tell you anything about no, the show. I don't show, really know anything about it. But I, I will let you, the listeners, know what the show is. It's called From Scratch. It's on Netflix. And it's a drama. And I won't say anything more because... About... It's a romance. It's a romance drama. A relationship drama. It's a... Yeah, it's a, definitely a relationship drama. Can't wait to watch it. It's... Yeah, it's I'll a series. It yeah. Uh, one... All I'll say... I won't say anything else. I'll let you watch <laughs> All it. All I'll say is I'm not going to say anything <laughs> else. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about from scratch. There, okay, to be fair, are there any trigger warnings that you need yes, to let, the, let I, the... Let the... Let the listeners know. But I'm gonna reveal this. Just say what they are. I'll survive. Is it is it a trigger warning? Death. For some people, it's a trigger warning. Yeah. Is that it? That's like the only thing that's. No, scary. because I think if I say anything more, it's gonna be a spoiler. Okay, kids, you right. gotta buckle up. We're gonna watch the show. We're gonna go in. We're gonna go in blind. And the drummer is gonna be. Yeah. And the boys, needy. Yeah. And the girls, Zoe Saldana. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so, oh yeah. Sorry, let me actually talk about the show. It stars Zoe Saldana and. Um, no, you, this is for next episode. Yeah, do you know what? Okay, all right. Listeners, as always, we are madly in love with you. We want to buy a house with you, but we want to keep our finances separate. Okay, so perhaps let's sign a prenup just so we can, can protect our finances. You can protect yours. And it's not weird. It's just, obviously, some of us come from money and some of us don't, and we have to protect that. Our dad made his money the old-fashioned way, stealing money from other people. And we don't have to share that with you guys. Oh my God. You understand. I love you. Thank you for listening to Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana. And Manny. <laughs> Bye. Bye.